Everything needs to be in balance with an equal and opposite part of itself, yin and yang, so to speak. And until you can get in flow, you will remain stuck. You'll have a blockage in your life, emotionally, spiritually, financially, whatever it is. You're going to get stuck. Welcome back to Dash.Insider, where we help you to become a better property investor. And on today's episode, we are all about helping you to overcome your limiting beliefs so that you can create the life of freedom, choice, and abundance that you deserve. Everything that you want in life is on the other side of your limiting beliefs. And in today's episode, we talk about tactics, strategies, and mental models to help you get through those limiting beliefs. We talk about a lot of stuff in here, including Byron Katie's The Work. We talk about how to reframe uh, possibilities. We talk about risk aversion bias in the brain and lots of stuff. So if you're interested in overcoming your limiting beliefs and achieving your greatest potential faster, easier, and living the life that you truly want, then this is the episode for you. Before we get stuck into it, make sure that you share this with somebody or subscribe. You're probably on a platform like YouTube or Spotify or something like that. And there's probably some way that you can engage a little further by clicking the subscribe button, preferably share, would love that, or like if that is a platform that you are on as well. That level of engagement helps us to know what content you like and also helps us to grow the show. Our goal is to help you become the best version of yourself using real estate as a vehicle to build wealth, all of that kind of stuff. And that helps us to do that too. So if you want to help us help you, then that's the way you can do it. Make sure you subscribe, like, do all the good stuff, click a button and we're on. Without any further ado, let's get stuck right into it and I'll see you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to Dashlot Insider. Gabby, I'm very excited to be uh, recording a podcast with you today. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? Good. Good. Very well, thank you. That's great. Been out walking in the sunshine. You know what? So have I. And I find out, I was thinking about it this morning. We've been doing this separately. Mm. <laughs> so you would think as a, as a nice couple that like each other, we would go on long beach walks in the morning together. But we do that just on our own. <laughs> it's because we operate on slightly different timelines. That's why. <laughs> You're like three nice hours way, earlier than me. Which is a nice way of saying you sleep in longer than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep in, or true. you just get up way longer too than I do. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. So longer than <laughs> I do. I didn't say sleep in macro compared to <laughs> comparison is the thief of joy, Gabby. And you know, I never said that you slept in comparatively, but just longer than I do. And mm-hmm. so, uh, slightly cool. different good, uh, operating time. Good clarification. Anyway, that's good. I'm very excited uh, with what we're going to be talking about today, though, uh, overcoming limiting beliefs. Mm. I think this is a, really, it's a topic that I'm really passionate about. And so um, what I might do uh, is, with your permission, Gabby, is just um, have a little bit of a riff and then we can use that as a launch pad. How does that sound? We love a good goose riff. <laughs> Do we? Is that, we? What we, we, is that what we? The collective we. I speak for the people. <laughs> I don't know about that, but they're going to get it anyway. The people are going to get riffed at. Buckle up. Um, okay. <laughs> so the, here's the thing, right? So limiting, limiting beliefs are effectively uh, thought patterns that you have that are holding you back. That's effectively what it is. It's the little voice inside your head that says, I couldn't possibly do that because. And it could apply to anything. It could apply to getting what you want in life. It could apply to a relationship. It could apply to doing one more rep in the gym. Do you know what I mean? It is that, it is that voice in your head that says, oh, well, I mean, that could be possible except for all of these other things. And that is literally you getting in your way. Now, anyone can achieve anything they want in life. Full stop. That's it. 
The problem is that everyone gets in their own way. And in fact, the largest cohort of property investors, we often talk about this uh, this number, this like 71% of property investors only own one property and 19% only own two. And so on that basis, you would think that most property investors only own one. The, la- the biggest cohort of property investors own zero properties. They haven't even gotten started. And the reason they haven't gotten started is because they've gotten in their own way. And they're overanalyzing and overthinking and, you know, they're worried and all of this kind of stuff. But the same thing happens when you get to one. You know, there's structural reasons and things like that. Oh, can't get finance. But guess what? You probably can if you really wanted to. You know, just to break that apart, just to break that apart a little bit, because probably someone's going there, no, I can't. I went to the broker and they said I don't have any borrowing capacity left. Okay. There's things you can do like low doc loans and no doc loans. Now, I'm not suggesting that that is something that you should do. I'm just saying that you could. And so the process of removing limiting beliefs allows you to open up pathways to achieve whatever it is you want in life. That is the most important thing we can do. I was actually just chatting with um, with a guy. We're currently staying at, um, staying at a hotel um, in Bondi Beach. Wonderful. I was just chatting with the... Uh, one of the guys down at the front desk just earlier, and I was actually talking about this uh, this podcast, and he's like, "Oh, you know, so so is it? You, do, you, do you just talk about real estate?" I was like, "Well, here's the thing: uh, real estate is only a vehicle to get what you want in life, and so my goal is not really to be a real estate, you know, nerd, but in fact to empower people to be able to use real estate to achieve the life that they want." to achieve a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. That's the goal. That is the goal. The goal isn't like, how do I become, you know, the goal is like create the life that you want, whatever that looks like. And whatever that looks like is going to be individually unique to you. And guess what? The more you can get out of your way, the faster you're going to get to achieve what you want. I was talking to a group of new team members at Dashdot the other day. You were there, Gabby, in this meeting, but for the benefit of those who weren't in this meeting. And I said to them, they've just started at Dashdot. They're all excited. They're, uh, you know, you know, just getting onboarded. And we had a little uh, a session with them. And I said, if you could wave a magic wand and remove all of the constraints in your life right now, what would you do? And most people said something along the lines of travel. Oh, I'd love to travel the world and do all this kind of stuff. Uh, or, you know, and there were some other ones too. Like, what, so I'd love to travel around Australia. Oh, I'd love to just I'd love to just be able to travel around Australia. I'd love to be able to travel around the world. I'd love to be able to grow some veggies on a farm somewhere. And, the, and then I asked them, like, well, what what limiting belief do you have that's getting in your way that's stopping you from doing that? Because the reality is you can live whatever life you want right now, today. If you can just get out of your own way. And so that is the thesis that I want to explore today with you, Gabby. What are your thoughts on that? Any ideas? Any ideas? I mean, I'm trying to think where to start with it because it can seem quite a high-level ethereal concept, particularly like if people are listening and they're listening because they're into property and they're like, yeah, give me the give me the property juice, give me the stats, give me the tips and market updates and stuff. What are you guys doing here telling me about my limiting beliefs? What do you know? So I'm trying to think how to, how to bridge well, those two because they're really – if you can master your mindset, hmm. it makes everything else easier. Yeah, 100%. And so to your point, um, number one, we've never been a podcast which is all about like, here's the latest 
numbers from the market update. Um, but what we do have, since we've evolved into Dash on, in, uh, the podcast into Dash on Insider from formerly the Investor Lab, and if you haven't ever checked out, if you're new to this podcast and haven't checked out the Investor Lab episodes, go back a little bit. There's tons of gold in there. Um, the function was to actually drive a little bit further into that, hey, here's some practical advice that we can give to help you become a better property investor. That's the function of Dash on Insider. But on that line, you everything exists in a uh, dynamic polarity with itself. What I mean by that is, is that everything needs to be in balance with an equal and opposite part of itself, yin and yang, so to speak. And until you can get in flow, you will remain stuck. You'll have a blockage in your life, emotionally, spiritually, financially, whatever it is, you're going to get stuck. And so if all you're focused on is the, give me the latest hotspot, you're you will not get to where you want to get to. Or, sorry, let me reframe that. You could get where you want to get to if you put in enough effort. And if you focus just on hard, if you just say, I will work harder, I will read more um, hotspot reports, I will, you know, that is very yang. And if you do that, you can probably still get to where you want to get to. Um, however... <laughs> I'm here to tell you there's an easier way. The easier way is to start to just work out what is the easiest path and how do you remove some of these obstacles that you're putting in your own way. Because anyone can do whatever they want and you can take the easy road or you can take the hard road. Now, the easy road isn't sit on a couch and wish it into existence because that also doesn't work. Or let me rephrase that. It could work, um, but again, probably not the easiest and fastest way to do it. Right? The easiest and fastest way to do it is to find the equilibrium between effort and intent. And that, that, that balance is the, is the key. But in order for you to even be able to see the potentiality of all of the ways that you could achieve everything you want all at the same time, you have to, you have to deconstruct your limiting beliefs. I'm going to expand on that point all at the same time. Because what most people believe is they believe that in order to get to the things that they want, they have to follow a sequence of uh, specific events. I was actually listening to a meditation a couple of days ago, a Deepak Chopra meditation. And if anyone wants to check it out, it's Deepak Chopra's 21-day uh, meditation uh, challenge. It's on Spotify. Go check it out. In, at the very start of one of the like 15-minute meditations, he asked a question. And I just thought it was such a great question. He said, how long does it take for a dream to come true? And I thought, I was, what a great question. Because what we do in our minds is we say, okay, I want to achieve a specific outcome. Let's, for the point of this uh, example, say, um, I'm going to be a millionaire. Let's just say that that's the goal, right, for the, for the purpose of this discussion. Uh, I'm going to be a millionaire. And then in your mind, what you then do is you say, in three or four or five years, and it's going to, so it's going to, so I'm going to put a time frame in there, right? I'm going to put a time frame in there. And then I'm also going to set a bunch of conditions that need to be met. So for example, it might be like, I'm going to go by 
10 properties in the next five years and then become a millionaire. And then when I do that, I will be able to go and travel the world and have a whole bunch of fun. I was like, okay, cool. So why did you have to put that time frame on it? Why did you have to put those specific uh, qualifying factors in there? And also, why did you have to delay the thing that you actually wanted until after you've all met all of these predetermined conditions? Who decided that? You decided that. You decided all of it. And the only reason you decided that is because you are making up rules for yourself. And if you're making up the rules, guess what? The rules can be anything you want. <laughs> and so I believe firmly that the outcomes that we seek from the activities that we take can be experienced along the journey, not just at the end of the journey. Therefore, you can live your richest, fullest, most happiest, most enriched existence today rather than saying someday. And that kind of goes back to this idea rather than a have, do, be kind of mentality around, around uh, achieving your goals. When I have this, then I will be able to do this, then I will be this. So for example, uh, when I have 10 properties, I will be a property millionaire, which is, again, I'm just making these numbers up, right? And then, uh, sorry, uh, so when I'm, when I'm a property, when I have 10 properties, I can then go and travel the world, have the 10 properties, do go and travel the world, and then I will be happy. Well, it's like, okay, well, maybe you could flip that around and have, flip it around to a be, do, have. Why don't you just be happy, <laughs> right? First, first and foremost, why don't you just be happy? And if you're not happy, why aren't you happy? And what can you do about that? It's probably the first thing to solve because if you're happy, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like you're all good. So solve for the happiness bit and then maybe go do the things that you want to do, hmm. travel the world, and then maybe you'll have everything that you want. Uh, and so this idea, and all of this comes from reframing the way that you're thinking. And people say limiting beliefs. Some people might have heard of limiting beliefs. Some people might not have heard of limiting beliefs. People that have heard of limiting beliefs might have a preconceived idea around what they are, right? But here is just a, and those who've never heard of limiting beliefs, might this might be the first time, right? And the easiest way to think about a limiting belief, kind of touched on it early on, is any thought that puts a constraint on your absolute potential. That's an interesting way to think about it. Any thought that puts a constraint on your absolute potential. Now, to be clear, I do this all the time. Everyone does. I'm not sitting here as someone who says, I don't have any limiting beliefs and I'm some kind of quantum you know, cloud floating through an infinite. It's, that's not true. I think about them all the time. What I do is I try and identify them when I am thinking them, which is tricky, right? But you, but you do. But if you can, if the, other, the, the way to think about this is that it's ego. And the ego is there. People think ego is all about um, thinking how good you are. When people think of ego, it's like that person's got a big ego, which means that they've, they're full of themselves or something like that. But your ego is the voice in your head that gives you the context of I, right? And he, it is a scared little dude. Your ego is a freaked out little bit of your consciousness that constantly thinks it's about to die. And so it is constantly telling you all of the things that you can't do or you shouldn't do or that you should do in order to look bigger and tougher and stronger and cooler because then you'll have more status and you'll be more, you know. It's a freaked out little part of yourself. 
that is just trying to stay alive. But here's the here's the other bit, and I know that I'm riffing a lot here, but Gavin, I really want to get your perspectives on this. But here's the other thing that, that's related to this is we are biologically programmed to see things to be worse than they are biologically. And so the reason for that, and so this is this relates to the amygdala in your brain, which is a fight, fight, fight or flight center. And your amygdala is pre-programmed to assume that most things are going to kill us because the downside of getting that wrong, if you're back, you know, when we were, you know, coming out of Africa and you're walking across the plains of Africa and you, there's a rustle in the bushes, yeah, you could stop and try and work out whether that's good or bad or whatever. But the downside of getting that wrong and getting eaten by a lion uh, is massive. And so your, your amygdala is pre-programmed to assume first that everything's trying to kill us. And therefore, you're pre-programmed to have much more of a negative bias than a positive bias, which means that all things being equal, you are significantly more likely to assume that you can't do things than can. And that has actually been proven. There's been lots of studies around it. And the studies have proven that it is somewhere between two times more likely to think things are going to go bad, somewhere between two times and 10 times more likely to think that. So Daniel Kahneman's uh, study on prospect theory proved uh, fundamentally that it was between two and two two point five times. So people will uh, people are two will will view the risk so the 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 benefit of gain or the risk of loss. They'll view the risk of loss as being two times greater than any potential benefit of gain. So there's actually a delta of three point five in that. There's other studies that didn't quite go into the statistical depth, um, but indicated it could be as high as ten times. And so we're somewhere between two and ten times more likely to think that we're not able to do something than than are. And so therefore, the game, the entire game, is just is not to become some ultra optimistic being that thinks that everything is perfect and that and that that everything's just a hundred percent of everything is going to work out. Just imagine if you could just get that into a 50-50 balance. Like imagine if you just got that back to equilibrium. Like how much more opportunity you'd be able to expose yourself to. Because most people freak out and think, well, what if this doesn't work out? And this goes back to the kind of like the why most property investors are uh, stuck at zero properties or one property. They're like, what if this doesn't work out? And it's like, yeah, but what if it does? What then? Anyway, I've been talking for a while. What do, you, do you have any, uh, you want to get in edgeways here? Because you can tell I could just bloody keep going. I can keep going on this for a while. It's It's so important though, right? And it's important to... Like we wanted to spend some time on this because I feel like it's not particularly in you know in this space that we're in. Not many people talk about it and relate it to. I mean, you hear heaps of people talk about personal development, and this kind of stuff, but in relating to Australians trying to build their wealth, trying to make something amazing out of their life. Like this is kind of why we wanted to talk about it. Um, you had a good point about the frustration. Going back, you were saying um, like you feel like people can get caught up in like, oh, I need to learn about the next hotspot and you just need to get caught in these like this is what I need to do in order to have success. And I think part of this, the first step is like identifying what limiting beliefs you have, right? And so for me, I actually find that it's times when I feel frustrated. It's things that I feel like I have to do there's just something in me that's like saying I have to do this otherwise you know my amygdala might be saying I'm gonna die or something drastic is gonna happen 
logically, when you can acknowledge that and identify that, you can see that that doesn't make sense. But it's something in you that is saying, I have to do this in order to do, like to get a Y result. And so I think identifying like what are those things that you're doing that actually frustrate you that you feel like you have to do. Whereas when you actually kind of look at them, you go, do I really have to do it that way? Can I just pause and just sit and think about this a bit longer before I actually just run off and put something into action and just keep running on this hamster wheel doing these actions that I've been conditioned through all of my experiences in life so far to think that this is what I have to do. Is there a better way that I can do this? Because I can tell you there are thousands if not millions of property investors that have had success in property investing that have not read every single hotspot report that comes out every week. Like there are so many ways to get the outcome that you want. So just really pausing and reflecting on what is what is getting in my way here? What do I what is influencing me to act in a way that isn't actually necessary? And you actually become more efficient. You become happier. And I like the the frame you were saying about like be do have. It's like the have or the be at the end. The ultimate goal people always end up with is like, then I'll be happy. And if you can spin that around and go, okay, what how can I do things that are gonna make keep me happy now? that ultimately like can't help but create my success and thinking about it that way and it really changes the way that you think about what actions you actually have to do, have to do, quotes. Totally. A lot of people have big goals around money and it's quite funny, right, Um, because a lot of people have really big goals around I'm going to have a certain amount of money, then I'll be happy. And I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, actually. And I was like, you can have, you know, you know I'll, use the, I'll use the frame that I was using in this conversation just for consistency. But it was like, if you have this idea that, oh, you know, my goal, my vision or whatever is I'm going to have $10 million in the bank. It's like, do you want $10 million in the bank? <laughs> what the hell is $10 million in the bank going to do? What are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do with $10 million in the bank? What are you actually going to do with it? You're just going to like stare at your banking app on your phone and go like, look at that $10 million in there. I'm a freaking legend. Uh, or or like, or what? Or actually, what do you, do you want to be able to live your life without having to worry about what you're spending your money on in your day-to-day yep. life? That is a, which is what most people really want. Which is, what, which is what most people really want. And that is a very big difference because – being able to go and do the things that you want in life because what you realize is that unless you are trying to specifically spend money on exorbitant uh, luxuries, and I'll come back to that, then there is a limit on how much money you can spend, right? There's a limit on the price of food, right? You can get, even even if you only dined at fine dining restaurants, there's still a limit. Now, most people are not going to go dine at fine dining restaurants two or three times a day every day, right? So in a practical sense, there's a limit on how much you can spend on food. There's a limit on how much you can spend on accommodation, even if you were to travel every single day. Now, again, depending on the scale of the of the um, place that you're staying at, but you, you know, you can find... And so there's a big difference between... I want a big pile of cash and 
you know what? I would like to have some degree of peace so that I can go down the street. I can take my family out for lunch if I want to take them out for lunch and I can go on a holiday when I want to go on a holiday and I can have the time and space to go and uh, feel enriched and enjoyed and, uh, and joyful and energized and, you know, fit and healthy and strong. And so part of this, part of this, um, the limiting beliefs that need to need to be challenged is the question is like how do you how do you overcome it? Because a lot of people kind of say things like, in order to get there, I must do these things. I must work harder. I must buy a number of properties. I must whatever the outcome is. And again, just to be super clear for everyone listening to this, this is all me too, right? Like I I, I like every day I'm because we're pre-programmed to have this bias towards uh, negativity. I'm fighting this stuff every day, right? So just to be clear for everyone. But one of the bit, so there's, um, the Byron Katie's work is, is really good for this. So I want to kind of bring that into, uh, into focus a little bit. Um, I w- there's two things I want to do. I want to talk about these four questions and I want to talk about reframing possibilities. There's two things I, that I've written down that I want to kind of tick off uh, in here. The first one, the first that I'll talk about is to talk about the, the work by Byron Katie. Now, Byron Katie, I'll give you a little bit of background. So for those of you who don't know, Byron Katie is uh, an author and a speaker, and she's done a huge amount of transformational work for a whole bunch of people all around the world. But her background and how she arrived there is really, really, really interesting. Now, I, you know, I'll be massively paraphrasing her story here, but the general, the general thesis is she was struggling massively with a lot of mental health issues, extreme, extreme depression, it, you know, it, you know, person. You know, I think she had like maybe bipolar stuff going on or whatever, but it, extreme depression, um, and it was devastating her family, and she couldn't get out of bed, and it was, and she was toxic, aggressive, hateful. It was bad. It was not good, and um, she didn't know what to do about it. Her family didn't know what to do about it, and it was terrible, terrible, terrible. And all she could see in her life was fear, problems, hate, anger, dismay, despair. And so one day she decided she was going to take her own life. Um, and I can't remember the exactly, but she ended up on the floor. She ended up, she collapsed on the floor in the bedroom that she was in. And as she was laying on the floor, she asked herself four questions. And these four questions helped her reframe all of those belief systems that she had going on in her life. Now, just to be clear, um, I'm not trying to um, belittle uh, or or shift anyone. If anyone's struggling with any mental health issues, this story is not meant to, meant to in any way um, diminish anything that you're going through, but just to explain Byron Katie's story, that's all. So the four questions she asked herself, and you can apply this to any limiting belief that you have, it's so powerful. The first question is, is it true? Whatever it is, it could be like, oh, I can't possibly go do that. Is it true? That's the first question. Question number one, is it true? The second question, can you absolutely know that it is true? That is a very good follow-up question because your first inclination might be like, no, no, that's definitely true. And it's like, well, how could you absolutely know that? Is there some way you could quantify or qualify that? Or like, can you prove that that is fact, not feeling? Usually those first two questions just destroy the whole lot because usually it's not true. Usually it's not true. In fact, most things aren't true. And so those first two questions will, will probably destroy most limiting beliefs that you have. The second two questions are very, very, very valuable, particularly if these limiting beliefs are in some way 
uh, inhibiting your happiness. So let me ask those two questions. Question number three is how do you react or what happens when you believe that thought? That's really interesting. Think about that for a little while. Maybe you feel anxious. Maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you feel afraid. Maybe you feel despair. Question four, who would you be without that thought? So if you manage to just take that thought away, so number one, is it true? Number two, can you absolutely know that it is true? Number three, what happens when you believe that thought or how do you feel when you believe that thought? And number four, who would you be without that thought? That's pretty clarifying because you'll probably find you're going to start to become the person that you really wanted to become if you just take that thought away. So those four questions um, I've found to be exceptionally helpful, particularly if you're feeling emotional about something. If you're like, if you're like, oh my God, this is, um, I feel stuck and I'm just struggling and I'm not getting to it. It's like, well, is it true? How can you know it's true? And how do you feel when you have that thought? And who would you be without that thought? And that is a very four awesomely clarifying questions. And I think that you can apply that to pretty much any limiting belief that you have. What do you think about that, Gabby? Yeah, can I actually just walk through a, a real life example of that? Perfect. So I actually went through this exercise. It's one of these tools that you keep, like a personal development tool that you keep around when that you can access and pull out when you need it. And so I actually went through this particular exercise a couple of weeks ago when I was feeling particularly overwhelmed and stressed, like we've got quite a bit going on. Um, and I just – I was feeling just generally – anxious and overwhelmed pretty consistently even though like logically I know that I can handle everything that we're doing and anything that comes my way um but just there was like a couple of weeks where I was really feeling it and so I sat down and did this exercise uh, and, and the thoughts were a lot of that like survival mechanism like everything's about to collapse and blah 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 not logically sound but when you feel overwhelmed that you know, the fight or flight mechanism is like heightened. So you feel like everything is really drastically on an ice edge. So I was like, is this true? Is everything actually like about to catch on fire in my world? Like every area of my world is about to just turn upside down. It's like, no, it's not. And so you sit with that. The second question you don't need to ask. The third question of... How do you feel? How do I behave? Is it how do I behave? Or how do I How do you feel? react? How do you feel? What happens? Yeah, what happens? And when you actually, it's it, the beautiful thing about this is it takes you out of being in your body and you kind of step out and look back at yourself and observe your reactions to things and how you've been reacting and behaving. And you can see objectively that it's not, it doesn't make sense. So you say, I've been irritable, I'm really short-tempered, I'm impatient with people, I'm, you know, controlling over things. All of this stuff is happening and you can see that that's not a good thing. Like that's not any part of the identity that I actually know that I am and, and who I am at my core and who I can be. And so you can see that and you start to see, okay, 
that's not actually helpful. It's not helpful at all. And then you go to the fourth question of like, who would I be without this thought? And you start to see like, okay, if I flipped all of those points, I would be way more collaborative. I would be much more communicative. I would be more joyful. I'd be more excited for the day. And just having that frame, you realize like you can have a choice. You have a choice over, okay, my brain is trying to tell me that black and white, there's all of this stuff that's happening that's out of my control, but I can control my state. I can control how I perceive things. I can control my reactions to things. So why not choose to see things a little better? Why not choose to show up with joy and excitement and enthusiasm to positively influence the people around me? Even if it takes a little while for like deep inside for those for that to shift because you can still feel like shit and be like, I'm really overwhelmed, everything's going to catch on fire. But if you are kind of portraying joy, happiness, all of the good things that you want to portray, eventually that's who you become. And the, the, the beliefs that you had that were pulling you back just slowly kind of disappear. I 100% agree with you. Um, I'll relay that to a uh, – I, I was also in a pretty, um, pretty wacky headspace a, a few weeks ago and I was convinced that the world was going to end as well. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, everything is wrong. <laughs> um, thankfully, though, um, because this isn't my first rodeo, I was able to say, I bet you everything that I think right now, I bet you all of it's wrong. I was willing to place a bet with myself which I did, I said, because all I could see was problems and not solutions. And I was pretty convinced that everything was bad. But because it wasn't my first rodeo, I was able to have the, 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 the introspective insight to say, I reckon if you can shift your perspective, you're probably going to find that actually all of the thing that you, things that you think right now, they're probably not even true. Not, e- not even like they're probably better than you think they are, just like not true. And so I went and did the work. It took me a few days. Right, of consistently trying to like go, hmm, not sure, and but through the process of doing that, when I could get to the other side of it, I looked at all of the things that I thought were true, and none of them were true. None of them were true. So, and that is the that is the ego, right? That is the ego that is saying, ah, let's be freaked out, let's be stressed out, and actually, probably it's not true. Uh, and your perception is your reality. Like in a very literal sense, your perception is your reality. If you walk outside and you look up at the sky and you say, oh, my God, today is beautiful. What a wonderful day. It's wonderful weather. I'm very excited for today. This is going to be great. How are you going to feel? You're going to feel great. You're going to see joy in the world. You're going to be happy. You walk outside and look at the sky and go, oh, it's too hot or it's too wet or it's too cloudy. Oh, today's going to suck then guess what is probably going to happen? Your day is probably going to suck, right? And so in a very literal sense, nothing is good or bad. Everything is only given the emotion that you apply to it. And so you get to choose what that is. And so any given set of circumstances can be viewed through any number of lenses to give a very different perspective on reality. And so bringing this back to uh, reframing limiting beliefs, right? Because that's a really hard thing to do because um, it's one thing to kind of like shift your 
uh, your perspective. It's another thing to um, change what you believe is possible, which is actually fundamentally what we're talking about here with reframing limiting beliefs. And limiting beliefs can happen at all scales. But most people, for example, might think something like, okay, if I want to make, again, I'm just going to make these numbers up for the simplicity of the conversation, but I want to make a million dollars through property. So therefore, I need to go and buy 10 properties. Let's say that's a belief. Well, what if I told you you could make a million dollars buying one property? In fact, you could make a million dollars in real estate in less than 60 days without buying a single property. Would you believe me? Most people are like, you can't do that. Limiting belief. But it's been done before. I mean, Donald Trump has done that using options and like buildings and shit in New York. He took options over the building. And maybe I've got the timeline wrong there, but it was a very short amount of time. He took an option over a building and then flipped the option and made, made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Never bought the asset, controlled the asset, flipped the asset on and made millions of dollars. And he did it in an extremely short amount of time with no capital outlay out of his own pocket without ever purchasing any real estate. And so the question you've got to ask yourself is, and this goes back to the, the, the second question, can I absolutely know that this is true? Is there any evidence to suggest that anyone's ever done anything different to this and succeeded? Because the thing is, you don't need to be a trailblazer. You don't actually need to be the first person ever who's ever managed to achieve this grandiose feat. Or that you can be. Don't let me get in your way. Don't let me get in your head either, right? Keep your possibilities growing, right? But the thing is, you can probably just prove to yourself that somebody's done it before. You know, a lot of people think it's not possible uh, to buy a large number of, real, uh, of investment properties in Australia. Well, is that true or is that not true? Uh, and you can just find a whole bunch of people who've done it. Heaps of people have done it and recently as well, not just like, oh, they used to be able to do it once upon a time. Heaps of people have done it recently. You know, like it's it, it, all of these beliefs that are getting in people's ways, they can just all be deconstructed by seeking, uh, seeking proof and reframing possibilities. It's like, can I become, can I go from zero to millionaire in under 12 months starting from scratch? Of course you can. There's tons of people who've done it. Tons, heaps, heaps and like stupid thousands, tens of thousands of people have done that. So that's not really a question like of can it be done? The question is like, is that what you want to do? <laughs> and how are you going to get out of your own way to allow yourself to do that? I think in there, though, it's there's a step deeper than can it be done. I think where people get stuck is actually the can I do it. Mm. It's the belief in yourself. So it's like, okay, hypothetically make $10 million in real estate in 12 months. You're like, nah, not sure. But then you could go and find other examples, which is a really good start of someone mm. who has done it or something similar. You're like, okay, mechanically can be done, but still – can I do it? I don't think I can do it. Mm. Do Why do you think that is? I guess Why do I think it on. is? Mm. Um, I think just like people have so many beliefs about their own capabilities that they don't even realize. And a lot of it is not logical. And I think people, there's a lot of external circumstances that people like to use as explanations for their for their situation 
Um, and that could all be true. I'm not discrediting that, but there's a lot of power in the internal stuff and the mm. taking ownership of, it's called an internal locus of control. Like I have responsibility for the way I perceive the world and how I show up and the effort I put into what things and where my focus goes and everything. And I think that's a fundamental early piece in this whole journey is mm. if you feel like you have an external locus of control, which is blaming the environment or the economy or your upbringing or your parents or your partner or your job or something, acknowledging that and realizing like, okay, what can I control in this situation and pulling that back? I think that's like a an important starting point. Yeah. So I'm going to take a different approach. I think everything you said is correct. I'm going to take a slightly different approach to it though from a very practical um, standpoint, how you can do that because you're 100% correct. Just because Donald Trump could go and flip an option on a um, hotel in New York or, or whatever he did, uh, but I mean that was him and he probably had different connections and different knowledge and um, you know I'm not him. So I can't do that. So a really great reframing question is uh, how could it be true or what would I need to have for that to be true? Any, any of those kind of questions. Like how could it be true? If it was true, if I was able to do it, what are the kind of things that I would need to be able to do that, right? And it's just kind of like reframes it as a possibility, right? One is a closed door and one is an open door. And you might say, well, I mean, in order to do that, I mean, I, for a start, I'd need to know how options work. And just to be clear for everyone listening to this, I'm not suggesting everyone goes and does options, by the way, because there's, there's lots of there's, – there's that is a um, – that's not a, a game that we play, but, but that's okay. But I'll just use the, use, the, use the example, right? You might need to, You might need to have the knowledge, right? Let's just say that. Maybe you need to have the knowledge of how to do something like that. Okay. And it could be anything, by the way. It doesn't have to be real estate. It could be business. It could be whatever. You'd need to have the knowledge of how to do that. Okay. So let's write down. I need to get some knowledge. Got it. Um, I would need to um, be able to like have a strategy. I need to be able to do this. I'd, I'd need to um, build a network. I'd need to, I'd need to have all of these things. Then you just write down a list of all that. That's just all the stuff you need to go do. And so by asking yourself, well, what would have to happen for that to be true? Versus saying that can't be true. It's like, well, what would need to change? That allows you to find the solutions. And if you just keep working through that and keep pulling on that thread, you will eventually find every answer that you seek to the point that you can prove to yourself that it is possible. And that is the goal. Because the only way you can overcome limiting beliefs is through proof. Now, I'll thread another little uh, needle through here as well. And that is about uh, the visualization of it. Right? So in order for you to overcome the limiting beliefs, you've got to continuously brainwash yourself because, again, your body is pre-programmed to keep telling you you can't do stuff. Fact. And so if you have a specific goal that you want to achieve, then going through a process of helping you, helping yourself to visualize what you in a success state looks like at the end of that goal is really going to help you to develop evidence in your mind that it is true. The way that you do that, or one of the best ways to do that, is using visualization exercises. 
visualization exercises can come in a variety of different ways. So some people might want to use vision boards because they're visual. Uh, and so what you might want to do is you might want to build a, a effectively a collage of images that represent you in that state, in that future state, once you've achieved the, the thing that you're setting out to do, the thing that you think you can't do, but you, then you've overcome it and what's on the other side. That will allow you mentally to create a memory of a future you having achieved the things that you want to achieve. Another way you can do it is by writing writing out your goals and your vision and your and all of that stuff every morning and doing it in a present tense. You know, I have, and we'll use the context of the conversation here, million dollars in 12 months, for example. I have achieved all of my goals and I now, you know, am traveling the world with a million dollars in a bank account, whatever the case may be, right? Um, so having that in there with also the what would need to happen for that to be true. Now, you might say something like, um, well, I can't possibly do this thing, this quest, because I don't have any time, okay? Well, what would need to be true in order for you to be able to do it? Well, I'd need more time, okay? And so what are you, you going to do about that? Well, okay, well, I mean, do you need to cut back on your work hours? <laughs> you know, do you need to, like, change the way you're spending the weekends? Or, in fact, let's ask another question. Is it true that you don't have any time? And how could you absolutely know that it is true, right? Because if you're working, let's say, 40 hours a week and you're sleeping, say, 40 hours a week, that means you've got about 40 hours a week left. So is, is it true that you don't have any time or, in fact, are you just not using your time well? And so all of these examples – sorry, Gabby, you going to say something? No, I just want to say, like, time I think is a big one. Mm. Particularly, like, uh, you and I feel that I think more than anything else it's the – the belief of like, don't have the time to do that because we are busy. So we have a belief of like, no, I don't have the time to do the stuff that fulfills me and I know is going to make an impact. And like you were saying, like we're not perfect. We're still working through all of this stuff yeah. constantly. It's a constant journey. But I think that time, it's like different people have different things and I think, yeah, mm. the time is an interesting one. Yeah, 100%. I want to wrap this with a, with another point. The fastest way to get through any of this kind of stuff is to build a team so you and i have people around us uh you know coaches mentors peers etc who help us to see beyond what we can see and the fastest way for you to get from a to b and to get partial limiting beliefs is to have people around you who can light the path for you and so to that degree and you know, and particularly as it relates to real estate, is like you don't have to go and solve all these problems yourself. One of the best things we've ever done is is we've had a really great uh, business coach and business mentor that we've been working for a couple of years. He's way further ahead than we are. And so when we're like, ah, I think this thing's broken, he's like, no, it's not broken at all. You're just here. You're just at this stage of the journey and this is what happens. And then the next thing that will happen after that is that. So you're like, oh, my God, really? Oh, okay, cool. Let's just keep going then. So the fastest thing, the, the easiest way to fast track your success is to find somebody else who can give you the perspective you need. Because all of the stuff we've spoken about, that's all you dealing with you, <laughs> right? And you know, I um I wrote something down. Uh, I wrote something down earlier, and I thought it was a, a really interesting way to um, frame up that. Actually, I'll, I'll skip that because I haven't got it in front of me. But but you, this has all been you trying to overcome you, which is great, and absolutely do the work on yourself. But you know what? Getting somebody else to be able to tell you <laughs> what's going on is really useful too. I mean, I had that even a few weeks ago, as I mentioned just earlier, when I was like pretty sure everything's um, 
everything's on fire and everything's going to blow up. I actually had somebody else, not you, but somebody else near me who said, I don't think that it's true. And I think you need to go and take some time to think about it. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Okay. I respect that person. I trust that person. And huh, geez, I wonder if they're right. That caused me to then go, I better go and take some time out and work out if it's true or not. And so getting the right team around you. And so obviously, you know, in a kind of like self-serving way in, in some way, shape or form, but like if you are trying to build a scalable, profitable property portfolio, the, the fastest and best way to do it is to, is to work with work with someone like Dashdot. You don't have to work with Dashdot. That's cool. But I mean, like we've got a solid track record of doing that. The benefit of that is you get a team around you to help you overcome all of those limiting beliefs and fight through that. Because half the time you're going to be kicking and screaming because you're getting outside your comfort zone. And everything you want in life is on the other side of your comfort zone. And what is what are comfort zones? They're limiting beliefs. They're like, couldn't possibly do that because that's all the way over there where it feels like I'm going to die. Ego, again. And so it could be a coach, it could be a mentor, it could be look, could be building a professional team around you, whatever it is. Whether it be in business, whether it be in real estate, whether it be in fitness and health. I mean, me personally, I've um, just uh, engaged a PT, personal trainer, for the first time in. Uh, quite some time because I'm like, you know what? There's a, I've, I've reached a threshold with weights where I'm, I don't, I, I feel like there's a fear that's stopping me from like lifting heavier weights. And I'm like, you know what? I need somebody else around me who can tell me that that's okay. So I can get past that limiting belief. Then I'll be good again. You know? And so you can engage this kind of thinking in any part of your life in order to help you to live a better, richer, more fulfilled existence where you can achieve all of your greatest potential. Cause that's what it's all about. That like, the quest is happiness and to, to be the absolute best version of yourself and to get out of your own way. And the faster you can do that, the faster you can achieve everything you want. And the easiest way to do that is to remove doubt. If you can get rid of the doubt, then all of it becomes possibility. And I think that's, I think that's the message. Anything you want to add, Gabby? No, that was awesome. Okay, guys. Well, I hope that this has helped you. Uh, I hope this has been a useful uh, episode for you. If it has, make sure you send us an email and let us know. What's the email address now, Gabby? Podcast at dashdot.com.au. Nice one. Uh, and make sure that you share this with somebody who needs to hear it. Make sure you share this with somebody who needs help to overcome their limiting beliefs and to achieve their greatest potential. That's all for now. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.